Welcome to the CG Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Kilma. Whether you are a DJ, producer, promoter, or aspiring label owner, you're going to want to tune into our podcast each and every month. We talk to amazing, successful industry professionals making a difference in this scene. They share their stories, their insight, and experience. Dino, Christine, thank you so much for being here with us for the podcast. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, I'm super stoked to get into this. Um, but since I've got both of you on, which is so wicked, I'd love to touch on how you two are working together in support of one another's careers. Uh, I mean, we, we completely support each other doing individual stuff. We do have like a, a project together called Social Experiment that we're releasing like an EP and some music with, with that. And that's like majority of what we're doing with our musical time. But I mean, we're being that we're two vocalists and musicians in general, we absolutely support each other in everything that we do for working with other artists and performing. I'm always there to support and kind of vice versa with her as well. <clears throat> so I don't know. It's, it's good to have like a musical relationship. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. We actually just performed on the same stage at Eternal, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, tell me about that. What was that experience like? It was crazy. It was my first <laughs> thing since a high school talent show, and there was about five, 6,000 people. It was two days after my birthday on a full moon during the sunset with one of my best friends. So it, when I first got on, it was really nerve-wracking because I wasn't sure if I was going to do really good or like mess up any notes. Because the night before, I wasn't really sure how a microphone worked. Um, I did a, the pre-party the night before. And uh, as soon as I got on there and the flames came up, I just felt home. The whole entire first third of the crowd was singing my song and, like, holding their hearts. And it just felt really reassuring. And it was really amazing. And Dino was standing right behind me. He was helping me practice the whole time. He was helping me breathe anything that I needed. He was super supportive of the whole situation. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I got to play like tour manager role instead of like <laughs> performer role. That's <laughs> so I was like helping yeah. the stage, making sure all our stuff's there. And like, it was pretty hilarious. It was cool. It was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to be, to have that opportunity to get that perspective. Hey, um, as, as vocalists, do you ever find it actually more nerve wracking to only be performing to a few people versus? Yeah. Yeah, actually. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, I think it's way harder to perform just to a small room. Yeah. <laughs> when you have a small room and like a few people there kind of just staring at you really close, yeah. you know, that's way more nerve wracking than have like a huge crowd. I mean, at least for me, like it, yeah. it's like that. It's more nerve wracking. Absolutely. Everyone was asking me, they're like, are you going to be more nervous since you haven't done anything? And I always said, I'm like, no, it's going to be so much easier with like a mass there and just a few people because then you see those individual eyes looking at you and it's, it's just like, it's, I don't know. It's more balancing. I feel like when there's a larger crowd, it's just like home, honestly, like it felt exactly how I thought it was going to feel. You know, you've been with Insomniac forever and seen for all the big names uh, and people know you as such, but you're actually also the guy behind a lot of the Insomniac videos. How did that come to be? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I it's true. I've been with Insomniac since I think like 1998. 
and playing for them as a performer. But I mean, through all that, I've, I've been doing video editing and like different audio design and stuff like that for other companies and whatnot. And like, just by chance, I was, we were hanging out with Pasquale and, and Bunny uh, and Bunny had said that they needed like a, a new video editor. They needed some, had some openings for video editing. And I'm like, Oh, I do that. And they're like, wait a minute, you MCN do that? And I'm like, yeah, that's my daytime thing usually. So, so through that, I went in and, you know, kind of tried out and did some videos for them and then started working in the office and, doing uh, some of the video trailers and some of the sound design for the trailers and like started working on the whole video team, which is an amazing team, by the way. And that's how I started doing that. It's, it was kind of chance, but amazing. Like, you know, that the best, best thing is to work for the company that you truly love working for, you know? So the fact that I could do my music and video for the same company, was just amazing. <laughs> so I'm still doing that for them. I'm doing, you know, I had uh, a series they have called golf cart confessions. which was kind of like an interview series with uh, artists on the back of the golf cart through the festival. I edit all that and still do some other stuff for them. So I'm still doing a lot of video editing and sound design for them, but I love it. It's great. Weird chance, but it's perfect. <laughs> I love that. I love how so many artists have these other aspects to their career that people don't really know about, mm -hmm. or then they learn about it and they're like, you're a creative in all different spaces. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it's cool. Like Pascal is very into like trying to keep a lot of the old like ravers doing jobs for him because, you know, keeping, they know the heart of the scene. They kind of know what the scene is about. So have mostly those people type of working for him. It's definitely what he's all about. Said it wasn't meant to be, but you didn't understand. You had another plan and it did not include me. So I had to go. If I couldn't make you see, how could you ever understand? The goddess that I am, the magic in my hands. So don't fuck around. Said it wasn't meant to be, but you didn't understand. You had another From the very first day, baby I mean, hotter than the sun on a new Mercedes You could burn the whole center of the earth now With the love that had no marriage but a deep vow So the trust on us just slow like a waterfall You can take a dip and swim just to get it all You can walk up on the edge if you never fall But you never kiss the devil to explain it all She said, she said
high demand uh, MC. You're featured on tons of tunes. Um, hell, international acts come in and they're like, we want Dino. Uh, what do you feel has brought you to this point in your career? Um, a shitload of hard work, <laughs> a bunch of failed relationships, and uh, small amounts of money. <laughs> no, I mean, just uh, I've been emceeing since I think, like 97. And, you know, when I first started, I was horrible. But uh, I kept at it and got, you know, I guess got a lot better. And, and then, when, you know, a lot of these acts, I was fortunate to work with a guy named DJ Fury in Colorado. So him and I were throwing a club night. So we would book a lot of these really huge acts. I would get the opportunity to emcee for them. And like doing that started a whole bunch of relationships that kind of just lasted a long time. So that, you know, when they did know they'd come into America and they did, they could not bring either a you know, British MC or one of their people from home, that they at least have a guy there that they trust to be, you know, good on the mic and not overpower the music or just be horrible. So getting that reputation has helped me through everything. Like you know, knowing that they were working with somebody who's actually good allowed them to, you know, always call me and, you know, when they're on tour and allowed me to do a lot of American traveling and do a lot of big shows, which is great. And then through that, you know, like a lot of the promoters started learning that I was, you know, definitely a good MC and had talent. So they would start booking me on their own and kind of just snowball from there. It's kind of crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm still shocked. I'm where I'm at. Like, I'm still shocked that drone bass is still alive. I'm very happy of it, but still shocked drone bass is still alive and doing so well. And like, and I am fortunate and able to, to keep doing stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. It's always nice when people realize there can be some revenue streams and, in a scene, especially like drum and bass. I was talking to uh, Zardanek about this, and he's like, yeah, you, it's pretty cool when you can make music off, or you can make money off of the scene. So. Yeah, and that, was, that wasn't that was even the point when I first started. When I first started emceeing, it was, everything was for free. <laughs> I, I didn't get paid at all. Like, it took me years to fight to get, to get paid for it and to show the promoters that there is a reason to have an MC and a reason to pay for that MC and whatnot, so... Yeah, there's a lot of time with no money. I'm, I'm fortunate now that I have a, a name that's done it long enough that I, you know, when they want to book me, they know they have to do pay something, you know, at least expenses and, you know, more than that or whatnot. So it's good. It's fortunate. Uh, Christine, I would love to talk about what you're currently working on and where you'd like to see it go. Um, and music wise, I just did another track for Champagne Drips next EP. Um, <clears throat> I'm working with this guy, Ethan, and a few others. And um, basically what I want to do is a bunch of features with a bunch of different people that play the festival circuit. And then I'll do like guest performances on each, you know, over time. And then probably in about a year or so, maybe, who knows? Um, I'll have my own set with my own DJ and I'll be playing all the tracks from the features from all the people that are already playing the festivals. So I'm just really trying to set myself up for the festival circuit. And then us as well, we are, our group is going to be kind of a live band with a drummer and um, DJ and um, <clears throat> hopefully he'll be doing keyboard as well because he's an amazing piano player um, and we'll just be doing same thing you know festival circuit live shows and just see where that goes I mean you don't really have a projection on how it's going to be but we have good intuition it's good music it's really good music do you have any particular workflow for yourself when you are preparing and or writing for these tracks and performances? Um, I kind of listen. It's when someone sends me a track and it's we, we don't do one that starts from scratch, I listen to it over and over and over until certain feelings and words pop out. And then I'll write around those words. And like each, each person wants either like a one line or like a build up. It just depends on the kind of feeling of the song. Um, and if it's going to be used as something that's like a one line, then you put a lot of ad libs made and, you know, just harmonies so I guess it just depends on the track 
but I definitely start with a feeling and like a single word. And then you just write around that. If it's us starting it together, he just kind of makes a beat and then I like just a melody will just come out. We write pretty fast. We'll do like a song or two a day. Oh man, that's so insightful. I love that. What a <laughs> is this? And then writing around that. I love that. He said I gotta stop with you, baby. Something about it makes me go so crazy. Oh, I can't get out. It's all too amazing. We've been here so long. All the people left us. Oh, the sunrise will not let us sleep. Let us Going way too deep, way too deep 
For the two of you, I'd love to hear what you feel the driving force is behind the projects that you're doing. Passion, for sure. It's just the love of like, we have to create art. And like, if we don't, we just like, we're like, ah! so yeah. we're just creating art just because it's like, that's what we have to do. Yeah, it's what I, I mean, I don't know if a lot of other artists go through the same thing as us, but like, if we don't create <laughs> art within a few days, we get aggro, we get, you know, we get, it's like working out, like we have, to, we have to do music or else it just sticks in our head and we end up fighting or something yeah. weird. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> but if we're doing it every day, we're just like in the best mood, like best relationship, just so happy. It just feels, it's like getting out of aggression and sadness and happiness and inspiration all at the same time. It's your hangry. Should, yeah, for we sure. We should start like a singing therapy. Like, <laughs> yeah. like if couples aren't doing good, they can just yeah, sing to each other. Yeah. Maybe that'll help. Or like rap out their aggression <laughs> or something. Yeah, rap out <laughs> the aggression. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Because we both sing and rap. So, yeah. <laughs> to end off this amazing uh, podcast interview off, I would love to hear you guys plug anything that you've got coming out that uh, you're really passionate about. They want people to check out. Um, We're also in the, the process of filming our music videos and it's kind of a whole entire story connected to each other um so as soon as that's done then our ep is going to come out but it's kind of like each video is set up to go into the next one and it's entire story and the first one the first one starts us off as us jumping off of a cliff so it's kind of like dying and being reborn again so that'll be interesting to see the concept and how people really draw it into it yeah. It's like a, a mixtape, mix video tape. Mix video tape. <laughs> mix oh, there's video a new tape. genre. That's yeah, good. You get 10% now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because like my first mixtapes were literally VHS. Oh, nice. Video tape. So, nice. So funny. Um, do you know, was there something else you wanted to talk about that I'm forgetting? You're talking about like the record. Oh, we could talk about my early Playgirl career. I used to pose a lot. It was hard times for money. No, I was joking. <laughs> um, I don't, I, the group I have called Follow the Sun, we just released an EP, which is very proud of. It's a four-song or three-song EP that's out now on B-Port and all the other major channels. But it's a, a project I started with this guy named David Hiller. Uh, he goes by Dr. Apollo. And it's just really good, heavy drum and bass you know, EP. There's no emceeing on it. It's just all doing full production, me and him. And uh, just trying to get some momentum with that, get that going. That's about it. Also, my artist name is Crystalline. If anybody wants to look me up as well, that's where you can find my music. We'll make sure to link that all for people yeah. to check out. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking the time. To come of course, thank you for having thank us. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Did something really stand out to you today? A new piece of information was something shared here that inspired you to do more in your career. Let us know. And if you're a producer and would like to get your music played on the show, make sure you contact us. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to the Cyber Groove Radio Podcast.